Welcome to the Business of Eye Innovation, MedDevice Consulting's monthly podcast that focuses on all things ophthalmology. In this edition, I'm joined by the majority of the MedDevice Consulting Board of Directors. The MedDevice Board is made up of Professor Gerd Alfarth, who's the chairman at the University of Heidelberg, Dr. Vance Thompson of Vance Thompson Vision in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, Bernie Haffey, a management consultant based in Boston, Massachusetts, Paul Bacard, our non-exec CFO based here in Strasbourg, France, Michael Moroccan, who is a serial entrepreneur based between Istanbul, Turkey and Zug, Switzerland, and Tom Regia, our board observer, who is CEO of Samsara Vision. In this edition, Tom, Paul, Vance, Bernie, and Michael join me to reflect on the first two years of MedDevice Consulting's existence, what it's meant to them, and then looking forward on what's ahead for the company. Well, first of all, thank thank you, Vance, Bernie, Michael, Paul, Tom, for joining us today on Business of Eye Innovation. We did an event where we thanked our clients who've been with us for the first two years about working with MedDevice. And I said that I talk a lot about our board and the value that you all bring to the company. and. I, I'd like to hear each of you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but maybe starting with Vance, explain to our listeners why you decided to jump on board with MedDevice. Well, um, first of all, I am honored to be a, a part of this team, and uh, it's some of the great leaders, the innovation world that I, I look up to. And, you know, having been at this for about 30 years of the practice of ophthalmology and also involved in the research and development in our centers, but being an advisor to other companies and startups, I've developed an immense amount of respect for how challenging the innovation journey is. The rewards are amazing, but the path is littered with people that ran out of money and just didn't achieve what their beautiful idea was capable of achieving. And so having worked with Chris for 30 years and developing a great uh, respect for her leadership abilities, I really was attracted to the things that she was committing MedDevice to that are really some of the biggest challenges that I've seen companies falter on and, and, and eventually fail. And that is this idea of market access and truly understanding everything that that means and uh, assessing it and the modeling and the, the the reimbursement pathway and the economics. And then, of course, the, the clinical and the regulatory path and then how you communicate that. And so this idea of these kind of three buckets that med device does that there's others that do each one individually i have been impressed how the med device team not only can go execute in all three of those buckets but when they're doing an analysis for that company um, having expertise in all three of them that company may not choose to use all three but to have someone who can you know kind of give them a report card of where they're at current state and what they need to do uh, to reach the promised land. It's wonderful to have a company 
that is looking at all three of those important areas. There's no other group in the world doing that. And that's to me, was the unmet need that MedDevice was answering and made me excited to go on this journey. Thanks, Vance. Okay, how about Michael? Yeah, Chris, I think um, it's a very well, exciting journey we had over the last two years. And uh, I think resonating with Van's perspective on where do I go if I have an idea? Where do I have go when I need to enter the European market? And how can I scale up uh, with expertise of people that will help me to bring me there is a key question when you want to enter the market. And I think what MedDevice is bringing, uh, first of all, high-level expertise in various disciplines. Second is, you know, I can access that expertise very quickly to my specific need as a sometimes small organization. And with that, you know, the complexity of the European market with the challenges in various countries and communication, just I have a partner who's capable of managing these different situations with the different regions within Europe. And I think that's a challenge which companies often coming outside from Europe underestimate that challenge on a cultural as well as a communication perspective. And I think that's a big value that is on top of the, let's say, specific expertise in communication, clinical trials and regulatory is that understanding of the culture and how we can place that in the different markets ranging from countries like Germany to the Southern European countries, to the Nordics, as well as East, as, as East and West Europe. So I, I think that's pretty exciting. And this is supported and, and actually also well reflected in the team that is working with MedDevice, starting at the board with these different disciplines coming out from, you know, I don't know, a couple of hundred years of ophthalmology experience, I would guess, uh, with business perspective, clinical perspective, regulatory perspective, communication perspective. So I think I think that mix is reflected also in the board. And I think that makes MedDevice unique and very strong to be a partner for companies in ophthalmology. Thanks, Michael. Bernie? Thanks, Chris, and thanks for, for, for having me. Uh, I, I'm, I, too, am excited about the people. But the people at the board level are terrific. I think the people in the company are even more impressive. There's a lot of intelligence, as evidenced by the number of PhDs and masters and degree uh, employees we have. But, but more importantly, there's a lot of passion there. You know, when you visit Strasbourg and you sit with the team, they they have a can-do attitude, and they're very passionate about our mission to put the best medical device innovation in the hands of ophthalmologists across Europe. Uh, but beyond that, we've committed to process, and there have been a lot of cases where you have great people and you put them together, but somehow that doesn't always lead to the outcome that you're looking for. And so I think what, uh, in addition to the people, I'm really encouraged, Chris, by your adoption of a high-performance management system whose underpinnings are quality. Um, when we started this journey back in 21, uh, one of the first things we did was survey our clients, survey our employees, understand our shareholder voice and and build out a set of priorities based not on what we think but on where we can improve our client experience and where we can improve the employee experience and that's a commitment that Chris made as the founder and CEO 
It's not an easy one. It kind of puts everything out there in a very transparent and visible way. I've seen this now in over 70 organizations delivering terrific results. And so I think the combination of great people with great process equals a great result. So I'm convinced that um, even you know with our early success uh, in these first two years, that a lot of bigger things are um, still in front of this organization. And again, Chris, thank you for including me on the journey. Thanks, Bernie. And I think talking about the quality and the delivery to clients, you know, I can honestly say that that drives so many of our conversations when we're talking about client work and the the way we challenge each other about making sure are we delivering the best and are we not cutting corners. And it is such a focus in this organization that Sometimes it can be a little bit irritating because sometimes you'd like things as, as the head of the company to move things along a little bit more quickly um, to uh, you know close things out. But I love how this team stands its ground and it's firmly rooted in, are we delivering the best possible product to our clients? And I think that's really special with this group of people. Paul, our non-executive CFO. It's going to be tough to add to all what has been said already by Vance, Michael, and, and Bernie, but uh, cl- clearly uh, over the last two years, it's been a, a great sense from uh, starting with a one-person company being you, Chris, to a group of consultants and now having full-time hired people that are totally dedicated to their client work and growing. And I think it's important in our consulting business that we do have the people and the expertise ahead of client needs because that's what allows to serve the client best or better. And again, with the high-performance uh, management system uh, that's being implemented, it's really a key differentiation from all I know across the industry. Okay, Tom, as the as the board observer, and one of our clients and our first, uh, as we call it now, launchpad client. Your perspective, please, in the past two years. Yeah, I mean, our, our perspective at Samsara Vision is, is quite a bit of the practical side. So we've talked theory quite a bit here, but practically, you know, Chris, I called you through a few years ago and said, we've got an innovative technology and, and I've seen too many companies try to go to 15 different partners, you know, five different distributors, 10 different regulatory opinions. And, you know, I've seen that fail so many times and principally it fails because your project goes into the bottom of a list of priorities with some distributor somewhere. And then it's a different distributor or different partner in another country. And it gets too confusing for, for the head of the company to run everything that he or she has to do as well as manage the European business. So I talked to you and asked you, how could we carve out something that put the Sing IMT and Samsara Visions business in the forefront with a small group? test it out and, and see if it worked and, and create an environment where we could have one point of contact, one point of focus for all of Europe. And I think we did that effectively. And you know that goes to, uh, I think what Michael said, hundreds of years of ophthalmology experience. And when you add it all up, that is the case. And you don't deal with people that are new to ophthalmology. You don't deal with people that maybe have uh, conflicting priorities. It was a group of folks that we're only focused on getting a new innovative technology to the right customer at the right time. And we've been successful with that model, Chris. And, 
you know, we're going on, this is, you know, year two or three or however it might be that we're working together. feels, you know, dog years or whoever you want to call it. But, you know, now this week we'll do our 200th case, which I think is remarkable and really a 12 month focus in sales and marketing, which is, is just goes to show you that with the right focus and the team dedicated, you can do quite a bit for patients and doctors. It's been wild success for us. So we're very, very pleased. Tom, do you think, I mean, because in particular, reimbursement has been one of those niggling issues for Samsara Vision. What is the message to companies that are looking to Europe now with a product that requires reimbursement? What's your advice? If you know me, you know, yesterday is not fast enough and, and that's just my nature. And, and so you look past that and you ask the question, are we on a path to be properly reimbursed for our technology at the highest level possible to put our peak year sales in a, in a great place? We entered the journey and I'll, you know, I'll give some you know, facts and figures. We entered the journey thinking that we would probably land in Europe at somewhere around 10 to 11,000 US dollars in reimbursement. In our first country, Germany, thanks to the efforts of the team, we're, we're sitting at uh, 20,000 US dollars, so double what we thought we would we would be you know at this point so in terms of dollar amount we're we're doing excellent now in terms of timing um no you know i think americans uh, looking at europe you know nothing's ever fast enough in terms of how we get there but but if you look at on mass uh from from today until the the our peak year you know are we satisfied with a smaller reimbursement totals for speedier reimbursement the answer to that is definitely no let's get the right price because you, you know, generally you only go down from where you start. Long way to say, Chris, you know, on, we, we've far exceeded our expectations on reimbursement. We have the right team in the right countries doing the right thing uh, with, with a, you know, American company that just never really fully gets uh, European reimbursement. There's no such thing as reimbursement in Europe. It's, it's a country by country, sometimes city by city, sometimes hospital by hospital thing. So you really have to rely on your partners and you can't get that done through a myriad of distributors. They, they just won't prioritize it. So us landing at twice what we expected in terms of price you know, is, is a testament to Medivise and, and what we've been able to do with a focused group as if it were our own strategic company working towards those goals. Thank you, Tom. Let me throw this question out. All right. First two years we've achieved, well, honestly, beyond my expectation, um, if you had told me in April 2021 that we'd be sitting with a company of about 40 people doing what we're doing, I would have said there's no way. Considering that, considering what ophthalmology looks like today and the development of new technology, what in what in your minds does the future look like for Med Device? Where do we go from here? I think listening to Tom, a, a great case study at Samsara and 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 Med Device's role in helping them to not experience what a lot of companies experience in the opposite, you know, which would be disappointing sales and frustration, delayed regulatory approvals, wasted resources that I think that we at MedDevice help to prevent through, you know, the right connections for commercialization and, and understanding the changing market conditions with our experience in the European market and a roadmap based on experience and, and including the right KOLs with our relationships and understanding that CE process and being able to 
take it to, like Tom says, sales and marketing and, and understanding reimbursement. I think that what we've done so far is not only proven with some beautiful case studies, but also laid the foundation for the future. Because again, there's no company on earth that provides all of those buckets. And you know what I like to tell other companies is that we also are focused on you know ophthalmology. And so even though we provide a broad range of services, we, we do have an impressive focus on you know a wonderful area of medicine. And so I, I actually see our near-term future growing upon the exact foundation that we've laid and already proven with some great case studies like Samsara. Any other comments? You know, I'm, I might say, and again, piggybacking on Vance, it's really, it, Samsara is a great case study. If I take my Samsara hat off and I put my MedDevice board um, observer hat on, the success we've had with Samsara is wonderful and a reimbursed technology for very needy patients with unmet medical need. But as we look at, at, I think the opportunity lies in taking our expertise to the markets where, where patients either pay copay or patients pay for technology that is above what they'd be able to get inside the reimbursed system. You know, as we prove that out, that's, that's long been considered a mountain unclimbable uh, in Europe and, and people shy away from it because of the nature of the, the willingness to come in and pay for, for care. So as we prove that the markets will bear fruit with the right uh, experience and expertise, you know, I think the, 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 the market's wide open for, for technologies that can get approval and get to market fast, but have shied away from it for, for fear uh, in the past. We can give them, we can kind of hedge that fear a little bit. Yeah, and I, I think that especially if you look at the dynamics of the premium cataract market, which continues to grow, especially with the interest in you know, moving away from trifocals and things like that. It's clear that, you know, moving to an intraocular procedure is where the market is going. You know, whether that's an IOL or a corneal allograft inlay, that's a trend. And, and Europe can still move. I'm going to get on my MDR soapbox for a moment, but Europe can still move a lot more quickly than the U.S. can with these types of technologies and get them to the market quicker. And so I, to me, Europe is, is a fantastic opportunity for companies that are in that position um, with novel technology yeah. and innovative technology. Yeah. And if you, you know, we always talk about the U S being the sort of the other side of the coin to Europe, but I think if we, we span the market, if we, we consider 10 years, 20 years, the horizon, we have to think about China and Asia Pacific as being, you know, equally maybe a third side of a coin, uh, which would look like a funny coin. But, you know, I think that's how we kind of have to think about things. And you, you look at what China's doing with Hainan province, you know, what how they're leaving Hong Kong outside of China regulatory, how they're leaving it as sort of a special autonomous regulatory zone for medical device. And now Tianjin is it's coming. Uh, they're adding that as a third uh, special regulatory zone in addition to Hainan province. Uh, so, so manufacturers, so it's me sitting in my desk here in New Jersey, I have to think, do I, I, I can, I know the path in the U S that that's clear and cut. And I have experience in that Europe. I'm a little unaware. I can go with Medivise and then China's there too. And, and can I get to China faster uh, with, with the smoother sailing? Are there partners that can take me there? 
And I think Medvice becomes uh, an important part of Europe because as my life gets incredibly more complex with a three-sided coin, yeah, I can have that partner in Medivise that that can be all things for me in Europe to some degree, just like I can find a China partner similarly. So, you know, that we have to think of it that way too. Yeah. And I think that brings up a good point. I, I had a call with one of our younger startups yesterday and they're looking to hire a key position in clinical. And I said, well, you know, we can, we can do that on an as needed basis, like we do for Samsara and we've done for right. other companies and you contract that out. And so you don't have to hire another headcount. And the way that our, our new CEO talks about it is if you need 10% of a person, you can have 10% of a person. And so it's a very, not only is it, do we bring a lot of expertise to the table, but it's also more economical than going out and hiring a staff of 20 and trying to manage it from the US. And people lose sight of the challenge of that. Yeah. Because- you know, just like reimbursement is different in every market, employment is different in every market. Taxes are different, you know, all these things, all these local nuances that that we know how to to navigate now. Well, any other points that uh, the board would like to bring up um, as we talk about the journey of MedDevice over the past two years? I, I guess I would just like to add, I'm proud of the team when I look at the willingness to recommend from the clients that we've had about how we reduced risk and created value. And it's the dream that you had, Chris, as you brought us all together. And so I I think that willingness to recommend that Bernie has taught us so much about that the companies uh, are, are telling us we're on the right track is a testimony to the need for this, for a company like MedDevice for innovation. And, and so I want to just applaud you on it. Uh, uh, even though you have a lot of years of experience, a relatively young company in MedDevice that brings uh, your your dream together in, in the things that we're doing to create value and reduce risk. Thanks, fans. Anybody else have a final word? All right, well, thank you all for joining us today on the Business of Eye Innovation. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Frank. Thank you. Thanks again for having us, Chris. Thanks, everybody. Chris.